When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Hey, oh, I know that. I totally know that. I know more about that than anybody. I am just so smart. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe you said that. You're wrong. I'm right. I am, ladies and gentlemen, overconfident. Wait, not just overconfident. I am brimming with overconfidence like so many of you. I'm Don. That's Tom talking real money. And today we're talking about brimming with overconfidence. You know, it's a fascinating thing. Um, most of us <laughs> set too slow. You, um, I thought you'd have a. I, I thought well, you'd you can, have a more. I thought there's something big coming. There is. There is. Truly. Okay. I mean, right. most of I'll us. I'll edit all this other stuff out. If you ask Actually, people, I most won't. of them believe they're above average drivers, above average spouses, and above average lovers. Most people. Survey well, after see. survey says. Okay, I'm probably average on the driver. I'm not. Um, what's the uh, what? What's spouses. The spouses. No, I'm below average on spouses. Oh, that's not true. Okay, I'm, I'm average. A uh, lover. Let's um, leave the lap part prior out. prior to the age of uh, whatever I am now. <laughs> exactly. I was, you but I man. think those skills have declined. Yeah. Well, at any rate, we're talking about money today, not that. That's a different <laughs> podcast, which we won't be allowed to do. But uh, and we don't read a lot of stuff from FINRA, the uh, Financial Industry Regulatory Authority. But in this case, we saw their survey. We found it kind of interesting because according to their survey, two of three investors rate their investment knowledge highly. Two of three. 42%. Oh, my gosh. Are you people that delusional? 42% Seriously? they make their own decisions without help. And by the way, where is the most confident group? <laughs> I love this. Guess where? Ages uh, 18 to 34. I was going to say the young ones. <laughs> the youngins. <laughs> they they, uh, they 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 know what they're doing. They don't they don't worry about this. Uh stuff. wait, really I just smart. I just have uh a few uh, uh, just just a, a few words to say to you young people. You are delusional delusional you think you know everything there is to know about investing you're an above average investor you've lost your little cute minds no my children i I made great moves on uh the the amc i made a great Mm -hmm. move on best buy shorting their bonds crypto crypto just made you a fortune from sixty-seven thousand, didn't it into a spac that went straight up oh and then it went straight back down but it did go straight up for a time um, yeah, this is a fascinating study. Uh, I read some of the questions. It's it's very interesting. Um, misinformed, I think, was what came out of all this. Uh, and people, oh, have a I tendency, think that's being nice. Yeah, I do too. People have a tendency to believe. And by the way, here's another thing: people oftentimes remember the things that went well and forget the things that didn't go so well, especially when it comes to money. Because I've been reminded of a few of my past as well. And, you know, and that, that comes to mind when I talk about my skills as a lover, I, you know, I tend to 
Remember the, the recent, good ones, not the bad ones. Recency no. bias doesn't play. No, well. no, there's no recency bias there. It's <laughs> pastency bias. I see pastency. So, I mean, <laughs> but what do we do with this? What do, what do we know about investors in general? Here's what we do know. Most of us, and we'll say us because we're investors too, have a tendency in the long haul to underproduce the index. In other words, we don't make as much as just holding an index fund. That's not our work. By the way, by the way, yeah, this is not our opinion. No, this is based on copious research from multiple sources of tens of thousands, no, millions of investors. Sure, yeah, yeah. You you do worse than the market does. Sorry, and the reasons why are not surprising. We also know that people have a tendency after markets are good to rush their money in when markets oh, wait, are bad. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, please stop with the tense. Stop with that tense. When markets are good. When markets, markets have been have good. Been thank you. Good, and when have markets been have bad. been bad, they have a tendency to take their money out. Again, this is not our work. This is the work of people that actually look at the money going in and out of mutual funds to see how you're reacting. And here's the other one we know. Absolutely no. You all have a tendency to chase the hot thing, the exciting thing. Mm -hmm. And by the way, it's fascinating today to watch how people still believe and still are investing, and maybe they're right in the long haul, in Tesla stock, for example. There's a big article in the Wall Street Journal this week talking about how individuals are still a big favorite. Okay, and maybe you're right in the long haul. Don't believe in individual stocks. But how do you overcome all this? I think that's the question because we're all overconfident in a general sense about who we are, our lives, et cetera. Well, number one, you remove the possibility that you could be doing something wrong. And that is you own, a shocker here, an index fund, because then you don't have to worry about, well, I picked Tesla over Microsoft or whatever it is, right? You, you Number two, you believe the work that we think you should believe, and that is academic work, not Wall Street, because Wall Street has a new idea every week to tell you, hey, we know you're thinking about X. You got to invest this way. But overconfidence has been a killer, Don, for many, many people for many, many decades. I'll put it that way. It's the it's a killer, not for decades, for <laughs> millennia. You know, it's it's part of it's a serious shortcoming because and it's so simple. It's because we live in our own heads. We are in our heads. And boy, do we think a lot of ourselves because we kind of have to. It's a survival thing. But the fact of the matter is, do you, and this is a question you need to seriously ask yourself, you are doing research on on an individual stock. And that's where a lot of young people, a lot of our young listeners, both of them. uh, More than both. Come on. Okay. Seven or eight of them. There you go. uh, Think that they can pick a stock because there is information available to them. and And it appears at first glance that this information is pretty substantial. There's a great deal of depth to it. But the reality is the information that you have available to you at this given moment has been available to institutional investors and mutual fund managers and hedge fund managers for at least minutes, if not hours or days, longer than it's been available to you. How do you believe you can compete with somebody who had the information 
way before you did and has the resources to better analyze all of the little minutiae about a company. Do you really have the time? Seriously, do you have the time to look at the numbers? Let's use wacky GameStop that people were uh, playing like mad for a while. How's that doing these days? Uh, well, let's look, shall we? Uh, GME. Um, let's look at oh, let's the look games at its five-year track record. Let's see. Back in 2021, GameStop hit a high of $120.75. Now, since then, it has declined to uh, about $18. However, Prior to the crazy meme stockery in 2020, GameStop was trading at pennies a share. So it's still dramatically overvalued based on all the research done for the decades prior to the craziness, to the crazy times. Here's the reality. Do you have the time to go in and check the individual traffic for each GameStop store? I'm talking about fundamental analysis now. Do you have the ability even to go through and go, oh, let's see, how are these earnings compare? How, how are these sales numbers? What is driving these sales? What is the long-term cash flow outlook for this company? Do you have the time to do all those things? Or are you just going to rely on somebody else telling you? I'm guessing number two. And we know that's the long-term experience in a general sense. People write the next cubicle, the friend, the, the somebody they know, then they trust. So, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. As I mentioned, there's a few ways to sort of overcome overconfidence, if you will. And that is sort of take these decisions out of your hand in many ways so that you don't sit around and think about GameStop or Tesla or somewhere else. But this is costly. And uh, we hope you don't fall into that trap of believing yourself. And by the way, here's the other part. If sometimes people hit a lucky strike on something. They think, aha, I know what I'm doing. And then they make a bad choice the next nine or ten. Yeah. And I want to give you one more, just because I just was looking at this number, one more interesting little fact about GameStop and the lack, the, the, the total lack of logic to what happened to the stock. Let me take you back in time. The last day of January, 2021, less than two years ago, my friends, less than two years, GameStop stock opened on that day at $4.75. Now, that was the highest price the stock had been in years. Even that day, years. That I mean, remember just a few weeks prior it was selling for a dollar. So on that day it opened at 4.75. 4 $4. Let me double check. Yep, yeah, 4.75. During the course of that day, the stock hit a high this is one day of $120.75 a share. Wow. It ended up closing that day at $81.25 a share, a number that it never saw again. This was the spring of 2020? This was the winter of 2021. Oh, winter of 2021. Okay. So. Okay. Now, bear in mind, in that one day, it went from what had been its multi-year high of four dollars and seventy-five cents to it to a ridiculous hundred and twenty-one dollars a share, and then back down to close at eighty dollars a share. And what'd you say it's trading at today? Uh, 
uh, $21. Okay. Wow. That's dramatic. It never saw that number again. So if you got in on the meme day, that was the big meme day. Sure. You've never recovered. Never recover. How smart is that? You won't either, by the way. This is one of those things I can say with close to 100% confidence. Your GameStop is not going to ever get back to $120 a share. It just doesn't have not the business model for that. You all start buying more games, I guess, right? I don't know. Or go into but, stores to okay. buy them. Can't you do it online? Yeah, I, I was just going to say. I don't know. I'm apparently, not a game you guy. haven't played video games <laughs> no, in a while. Not a long time. People no longer, the, all the new devices, you don't put a CD or a DVD in them oh, anymore. Really? You oh. connect them to the internet. Oh. You know, it's, it's a matter of fact, GameStop, the best analogy for GameStop, Tom? Netflix. Blockbuster. Oh, okay. Well, that didn't work out. There's still one. I think there's one blockbuster. So no, I think that one closed. Oh, there was one in yeah. Oregon. I think. Yeah, for I a think long it closed. Time. So there you not have to, it. You- not to pick on our friends in Oregon, but it seemed like they might have been a little behind the times on that one. But okay, I think it was more of a nostalgia thing. I see. Okay, yeah. sorry. Uh, do you have a question? Before I do. We have this to come, go. This comes from Andrew in. I always forget. Is Des Moines or Des Moines? Des Moines. You, but here oh, okay. in Washington, the reason reason he gets that confusion is because in Washington State, there's a town by the same name, and for some reason, people there because they don't understand French at all. Even Des Moines is not that good of French, but they don't understand French at all. You're picking uh, on th- us here now. Therefore, okay. they call it Des Moines. Not well, quite. They call that it dramatic, but okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, this comes from Andrew. He says he's recently retired, 59. His wife plans on working three to five more years. First of all, congratulations on that. That's not going to happen in my house. I'm always hoping. But you're looking at me like I'm crazy because no, my, wife, I, my I wife's just, not going to work five minutes after I retire. Oh, come on. I guarantee uh, it. She doesn't love the pizza business? So- no. 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 She's no. not. She, in fact, now's what? the time to gear up for the year. And you can tell it's already like, oh. God, Why doesn't God. she sell the darn pizza business? Yeah, that's an whole other story. All right. Into so a Andrew, recession. I'd sell it into a recession. <laughs> Why not? Well, people still buy pizza. It's some that's ridiculous true. number of people eat pizza every day. I forget it, but it's a high number. Breakfast pizza, lunch pizza, dinner pizza. They have approximately $4 million in retirement accounts. Again, congratulations. And real estate a- assets. But then he says he's not very cash rich. I don't know what that means. But here's the question at hand. Well, it means they he have, doesn't. He has a lot of money tied up in real estate. He doesn't have a lot of cash. Yeah, he doesn't differentiate between the retirement accounts and real estate. So maybe more in real estate. But 40000 on the mortgage and bought a new car with a $50,000 loan. Now, he didn't give us the interest rate on the $50,000 loan, <sighs> which... I'd prefer you not take a loan out like that, especially in retirement. That's a whole other thing. I'm going to tell you a little story about that one. Okay. Um, He says he took a contracting gig. He's going to pay him 50,000 over the next four months. He's been taking the bulk of the contracting income, but dumping it into the 401k to max out the full 30,000 this year. Now here's where the, if the car loan truly was, I don't know what are car loans these days. Three real real rates on car loans or subsidized rates. Real yeah. rates on How car much? loans are more Five? like six yeah. percent. So there's no way, no way I would be taking money from my income and putting it into the 401k. I would be paying off that car loan. Right. The, and let me tell you, but although here's the deal. It, it may be 
that he has a subsidized rate. And people That's don't, hard to know. They, yeah. They do not understand the concept of subsidized rates. We well, we may understand it, but we don't allow ourselves to think about it. In other words, you can get you can go to a car dealer and maybe get a 0% APR for the next 72 months with a with with highly qualified credit or you could get a $5,000 check or a $3,000 check. Yeah, then So what? it's an or. It's like, well, we'll either we'll either reduce the pr- which is basically just reducing the price of the car. We'll either reduce the price of the car or we'll charge you less interest. But the net result is you're not getting 0% interest. People feel that way. He also asked about whether or not to pay off the uh, 40000 on the mortgage more mm. quickly. We don't know the rate. Right. That's the problem. Uh, oh, wait. No, the mortgage, he says, 2.65. Oh, then no. No, I wouldn't pay that off. And even in your retirement, I'd still keep that that cheap money. But the reality is now at this point, Tom. Because if he if he has a cheap teaser rate where it's two or less, two and a half or less, or three or less, then there may not be any benefit now. It just would have been smart before to take the cash and you know pay pay out pay for the car. Indeed, with cash. Yeah, no, that's exactly. So we don't know all the specifics, but we do know enough to know that in a general sense, it's going to make sense to throw the money he's making in this contracting job at the loan instead of in the 401k. No, see, no. Well, Only, if it's over five, yes. Oh, if it's over five, I'm sorry. Five's my rule. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, it's over five, five if it's yeah. less than that, then maybe not. Again, right, and, uh, and the only reason that, we, that Tom says that is because 5%, well, I can't even say I hate that to say anymore. It. I, you used, you used I to be able to say 5% safe is hard to do, but maybe we should change that to six because right now you can pretty much get a CD that pays pretty How close much? to five. What it, I thought I saw four and a half yesterday, but I'm, so okay. I'm saying that's darn close. To, well, but close. think about it. I bet you can get a brokered CD at four, three quarters. It's getting close. You're right. Yeah. But how long will that last? And here's the here's the reason I think the 5% makes more sense. Everything we know, mentioned this in a recent podcast, I think it was today, uh, suggests that most of you on your investments don't make that much more than 5% a year. Sorry to say, you don't well, for a variety because, of reasons. It's only because you're I hate bad it. at it. What's that? It's yeah. only because you're, you're bad at it. You're, you're just not a good investor. I'm sorry. Some of you are. Time. Those of you who actually yeah. have over the years listened to us, as opposed to those of you who often call and go, I listen to you guys all the time, and I have a portfolio of individual stocks. Uh, you know, I tr- I do some covered call writing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm out of the market right now, but do you know the right time to get back in? But I listen to you all the time, and I follow your advice. And I say, which part were you listening to? Yeah, uh, not not the part where we talked about the money. So again, um, this is not clear for a couple of reasons, Andrew, but in a general sense, yeah, I still think over five, you'd pay that off. You wouldn't touch the home loan and uh, congratulations on the savings there. I do want to mention before we get away, and we do have to get away here soon, um, that I've really appreciated all the people I've talked to. I've talked to a lot of people since the first of the year. I can't even tell Boy, you Boy, no kidding. It's literally- It's a been, record, literally a record is, number of So thank you for all that. And I will just say this. I think if you ask those people what they would say was, yeah, they got help. It, you know, and I think we had somebody call the show last week and say, talk to Tom, gave him two chances to sell me something. And he didn't either time, which also made me feel kind of bad. But 
I'm glad to help you. We've got advisors who will help you because we want you to have the right portfolio. We want you to be a good investor. And we give you that hour, hour and a half, absolutely free to kind of give you a snapshot of where you are. And you can either go to Talking Real Money and click on Meet an Advisor. Meet an Advisor. Or you can call our office 800 386 3004. That's 800 386 3004. All right. See, I got that. Can you tell Tom? I think Tom's better with numbers than words. Apparently, or website. Website. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Hey, thank you all for listening and for telling people about us, which you're apparently doing, because our rankings are just soaring on Apple Podcasts. We don't know what our rankings are on other services because they don't rank. But on Apple Podcasts, we're in the top 50 investing shows in America. And that's That's pretty rank. Yeah. That's no, that's a pretty good ranking, sir. Oh, okay. Ranking. Rank. Okay. Good. Yeah. I think that was another joke. All right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We're out of here. I'm Don. That's Tom. And uh, as bad as the humor is, thank God we're talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.